I'm Amanda, and this is Not Your Granny's Quilt Show. I'm so excited about today's guests. We have Wendy Chow. She is an Aussie modern quilter based in New York City. She's the founder of The Weekend Quilter and designs modern quilts and writes quilt patterns to share her passion for quilting and inspire a new generation of quilters. She's the author of Urban Quilting and The Quilted Home Handbook, and she co-hosts The Quilt Buzz podcast. So if you haven't heard of her, go ahead and check her out and let's welcome Wendy. Well, welcome to the show, Wendy. I'm so happy you joined me today. Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting to be on the other side of the podcast. <laughs> I know. I was like, I wonder if she thinks it's weird that I want to interview her, but we're going to, yeah. we're just going to shoot for the fences. So <laughs> <laughs> or swing for the fences. I don't even know what that phrase is anyway. <laughs> yeah. We, we get it. <laughs> yeah. So I know like all this information is already out there, but you know, for the show purposes, let's start at the beginning. So I know on your website, it says that you were watching your sister quilting, but like how, how early did quilting show up in your life and has it always been present and what dragged you into it? Yeah. So quilting, I think my sister brought quilting back home back in 2014. So she, she was living in Canberra uh, for a, a little, like a couple of years and then she moved back home to Perth, which is where we're from. Um, and then she learned how to quilt at our local quilt store on weekends. I guess she was bored. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so she taught, she, um, she learned how to quilt and just watching that whole process unfold and, um, you know, touching all the pretty fabrics and just seeing people's reactions when they do receive her quilts kind of really sparked that interest. So that's how I got into quilting. I taught myself how to quilt. Um, I learned how to sew um, at high school home economics class. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so with those basic skills, that's how I taught myself how to quilt. So there was definitely sort of like a big learning curve at the beginning. Like I didn't know how to, like, I didn't know that you had to press oh. uh, when you, when you were piecing. So like when I brought my quilts to the long arm quilter, she she was really nice and she kind of had the word of me afterwards like um hey Wendy um you need to trim all your threads and uh you know decide to press it to the dark side or open um you can't like you shouldn't really submit a quilt to me without it being pressed mm -hmm. <laughs> so from there on I was like oh okay that's great mm -hmm. to know <laughs> um, right but yeah no the so like yeah in terms of like quilting in our family um no one prior to my sister and I quilted so um, yeah, that's, that's okay. where it really all began. That's awesome. Well, and I think too, I've been noticing, I start following accounts or seeing people pop up and they're all Aussie quilters. And I just didn't realize, cause I think, you know, talking to people who live other places, like, I mean, it's pretty popular in Canada too, but like, uh, when I talked to Katerina, she's like, yeah, it's not really like that big of a deal in Europe. And when I went to Spain this summer or last summer, the, the shop owner that we interviewed, it was like in Barcelona, huge, huge city. There was only like, you know, maybe 10 shops like that popped up when we Googled. And so is it a big thing in Australia or is it recently popular? I think it's slowly growing. Like when I first started quilting, I didn't know any any other quilt except for my long arm quilter and my sister. <laughs> and I, there, there is like the modern quilt guild like back in Perth. And I actually for for quite some time when I first started quilting I thought like I do really want to join and I do want to be part of this uh, quilting guild but I was actually really shy um yeah. I describe myself as an extroverted person um <laughs> like I feel comfortable talking to strangers but at the same time like I kind of felt like I don't know these people will it be okay like I'm joining this group of strangers yeah. um but yeah no I, I definitely noticed that quilting has become bigger and more popular in Australia and I think um, with like Instagram and Pinterest, like that's kind of fast tracked it a lot. And especially mm -hmm. over, um, over, you know, during like the pandemic and everything, like everyone's being stuck at home, mm -hmm. people picking up hobbies again, exploring new things. So um, yeah, it's definitely become bigger over there for sure. Um, and it's funny because uh, like you said, like I did discover more Australian quilters 
um, living in US in the US, which is really funny. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so for example, like with Jemima tied with a ribbon, she's actually also from Perth. And I oh. didn't know that there was another Perth quilter or like a Perth, you know, small um small business, uh quilting business and designer. And I was like, oh my God, like I wish I connected with you while I was still there. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> That was actually, nice. yeah it was actually really nice I finally actually got I finally got to meet her in person because for um quite some time like Perth was well Western Australia which is the capital no let me come again um <laughs> Perth is the capital city of Western Australia and um during the pandemic like you know they had the most strictest sort of um COVID restrictions so they didn't allow people to travel mm. in interstate and intrastate and if you go back to Western Australia, like you, um, you need to be permanently relocating or you're a West Australian that's planning on moving back permanently. So um, yeah, like for quite some time, it was that sort of COVID restriction. I said to Jemima, like, you know, when I get back to Perth, I'm going to see you in person. <laughs> we did um, around Christmas time, which was really, really nice. Um, oh. Finally meet her in person. And obviously like when I first moved to the US, like the first 12 months, I couldn't, um, I couldn't work because I was waiting for my um, green card and my work permit. So mm. um, it make things a little trickier in terms of trying to visit <laughs> friends and family. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so crazy. I, I just think it's like, I love just like learning about, you know, just w how just things work in different places because I mean, I've really only ever lived here where I live and I've traveled a bit, but not a lot. And so I know it's not like some mystery with the internet and how, like you said, mm -hmm. Pinterest and Instagram and all these different outlets that we now have. And I think you're right. It definitely did fast track things to the point where it's not regional anymore. You know, it's not things aren't stuck to one part of the planet or not, or it depends on a person bringing it there, you know, like yeah. back in the old days, like I guess. Even during, the, even like during like the lockdowns and everything, like people were teaching through like Zoom classes and, you know, like a lot of, it used to be a lot of the time where like you had to either wait for this particular designer or a teacher that would come to your town or your city, mm -hmm. or you're going to be traveling there in order to meet them and learn some of the awesome skills that they have to share um, with you. Right. Um, so yeah, I think definitely the pandemic, even though like we were stuck at home, it definitely broke down a lot of the barriers um, that, yeah. you know, we had. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, it, it sped up the, the process of people wanting to consume content as well because they're like, I got to do something, you know? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and speeding up that that desire to learn you know, cause it's like, Oh, what do I do? Sit at my house and stare at the wall. Like you can only do so much with what you have. And so, yeah, but that feels like a lifetime ago. As we talk about this, I was like, Holy smokes. Like that was ages ago. <laughs> I know. I know. It's just crazy to think that like three years ago we were completely. Yes. Like things are fine. It'll be fine. Right. And then, yeah, here we are three years yeah. later. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> okay, so you started quilting, you said 2015. And then what, like, how long did it take you to f want to write patterns for others? Or, you know, did you just start writing for yourself? And then, yeah, yeah so, that process. Yeah, so I'll tell you a little bit more background about my quilting journey. So, um, yeah, like you, like I mentioned earlier, I started quilting in 2015. Um, and it was kind of really all on and off sort of thing just for fun I was quilting for like friends family um but you yeah, know the weekend quilter didn't really come about till 2017 and um it started off in this Instagram account um and like most you know quilting accounts start you know they you know a lot of the time people want to have a separate account versus like their personal account like I don't think you really want to bombard your friends with like quilting stuff yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so like really the Instagram account was to really document my quilting uh, journey and my makes. Um, and it was really my creative outlet. I actually used to work in like a pretty high pressure um, corporate job in marketing research and consulting. And like the hours were really crap. Like, yeah, 
you know, towards the end, like just part of the work culture was like, you know, working till like the early hours and working on the weekends. It was pretty unhealthy. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, like the weekend quarter, like Instagram account was really a platform for me to hold me accountable to live like more of a balanced, um, more of a balanced life between work and play. Um, hence the name the weekend falter and obviously like you know by constantly you know creating engaging with people like you know if I just suddenly stop then people will be like what like why why did she stop or something so that's yeah. why um yeah that's why you know the weekend falter and it was yeah really important for me to continue to you know make and create and share on there um and then I moved to New York City I quit my job actually uh, before I moved to New York City, got married to American. Um, and yeah, that first year I was fun employed. <laughs> um, and I couldn't work because I was waiting for my work permit, my green card to be approved. Um, so I really took that time to like, you know, think about my life going forward and reflecting like, do I want to continue working in that corporate life? Um, and so, yeah, I just kind of just spent that time like quilting, building the brand for like the weekend quilter and just see where that, you know, would take me to. Um, and so, um, so yeah, the intention was like to, to go straight back to the corporate life um, as soon as I got my work permit. Um, but, you know, three days after I, yeah, three days after I got my work permit, I signed, you know, the contract for my first book deal, uh, which is Urban Quilting. Um, so yeah, ever since then, I never really looked back and just followed my dreams to pursue my creative career. Um, cause I kind of like thought like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to work, you know, crazy long hours. I'm pretty sure it's going to be the same sort of, um, work culture. Uh, if I went back to corporate life here, maybe worse, <laughs> I don't know. And, yeah. <laughs> and like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to balance that plus like, you know, write a book, but yeah, no, back to the original question, like, how did I get into writing quilt patterns? So, um, you know, what really piqued my curiosity to write patterns was uh, when I joined the Sharon Holland and Maureen uh, Cracknell's so Social Bee Sampler Quilt Along back in 2017. Um, and yeah, like just watching, like seeing the different um, different techniques and how they broke down like each of the steps in the process, like kind of was like, it was interesting. And like, I was like really amazed and found out like, you know, there's so many different ways in creating like half square triangles, flying mm -hmm. geese, like that, like it was, it was a really good, you know, sampler and it was really eye opening for me. And I was like, oh, like what if I then created my own patterns? Like, I'm sure I can do that with just, you know, with some of the basics that I've learned from there. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, like at the time I was like still fairly new to quilting. I've only made about three quilts then. Um, and yeah, like the, so then with that, then, you know, with those like sort of set of new skills that I had and, you know, reading the patterns and the instructions, you know, at the start of 2018, I started designing my first, I actually started to create my first quilt design. Um, so I was documenting that process on my Instagram account. And if you want to get creepy, uh, you can scroll <laughs> all the way down to the very bottom and you can see it. Um, and yeah, that, that is, I'm sort of documenting that process pre-quilt, uh, which is a quilting design app. Um, one of the co-founders contacted me and they were interested in converting that design into a quilt pattern and then selling it on their platform. And then receiving that email was, you know, really encouraging, but it was definitely an iron. No, I didn't, you know, ever really consider or think of like, oh, like I can actually monetize my work, <laughs> let alone write a quilt pattern. So, um, but yeah, at the time when they were like, they contacted me, I was juggling several different things in my life. Like I was working my nine to five or should I say like almost 24 seven, 12. <laughs> Um, and then planning multiple like wedding events and in the process of relocating from Australia to the US. Um, so pattern writing was really put on the back burner. Um, and then until I got to the States and of course, you know, that that 12 months of fun employment, you know, it, it allowed me to sit down and, you know, break down that step and process and teach myself how to uh, write quote patterns from there. Yeah, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah. it's crazy like the little opportunities that just like plop in your lap and you're like wait what <laughs> yeah I know and I also feel like 
you know, like that 12 months, you know, it was, I don't know, maybe it was like something like the un- in the universe. I don't know, like just planting the seeds. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I guess like, you know, all the stars kind of aligned. I know it sounds like, you know, like cheesy, but no, I'm <laughs> yeah. like, I'm super into that. I just, I think there's just super cool things that energies that come together for, for you when you pursue the thing that like lights you up and, and makes you feel happy and, and helps you put good into the world. And I just think that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it all just kind of lined up itself, which is yeah, really amazing. And it was, it was great. Yeah. That's so cool. So with the book deal, did you just have like a few patterns out and they were like, Hey, can you compile these? Or did you have to write a whole bunch of new patterns? Um, yeah. So it was a bunch of like a whole bunch of new patterns. Um, so it was kind of, it was kind of funny because at the time when they approached me, I only had like 5,000 followers on my Instagram account. <laughs> and I was like, what the, like, why do you want to work with me? Like, is this a joke? And they emailed me out of the blue. Um, but yeah, no, when I, the whole like sort of theme around, you know, like urban scapes and, you know, sort of the sort of experiences and the lifestyle of living in like an urban or like a big city came about was really just through that first design and it all just kind of snowballed from there. Um, yeah. I think maybe it was just one quilt pattern that I reused or integrated into the quilt book, which is um, wind tunnel, which is really more about, you know, like the wind tunnels in the city. And, you know, I kind of drew from the traditional quilt block of like the, is it like the pinwheel, pinwheel um, quilt block? So, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so cool. I, I don't know. I think about writing patterns and it makes me want to run for the hills. So people that can write quilt patterns are just like, I still get so fascinated because like I can make something up real quick, but if I had to like write down the instructions and write down all the measurements and make sure all the math was right, I would lose my mind. (laughs) I mean, it's not too bad. I think when you write so many patterns, like you can actually reuse a lot of the content. So you're not like completely reinventing the wheel. Like, yes, sure. maybe you'd need to like figure out the math, what's the most economical or the quickest way in creating the thing, uh, the mm-hmm. design. But I think once you kind of have already written the set of instructions on making maybe four half square triangles at a time or no ways flying geese, like you don't need to re reinvent the wheel there like if you there's so many ways you can tell someone to fry an egg right. <laughs> if that makes sense like you can yeah. like I think the only thing you really need to change is like perhaps the numbers or just make sure that they're all aligned and everything but um yeah like other than that like once you have the wording down it mm-hmm. it should be really quick like bang like copy paste copy yeah. paste <laughs> pretty much so I guess like besides writing your first book do you have a quilt or a project that was just like the most satisfying not maybe not necessarily your favorite but just the most satisfying thing that you've ever made or done like in general yeah with quilting I guess like most satisfying hmm that's a tricky one because I've made (laughs) so many (laughs) he's your favorite child (laughs) right I know I mean I would probably say, you know what, the, the, um, the quilt that's over my desk. So it's the Blooming Scraps quilt. Mm. Um, and that is like in the middle of each of the square or the quilt blocks, I have like a different uh, art gallery fabric, pure solids color. Mm. Um, so I think that's most satisfying because I had the opportunity to use up a ton of my scraps, um, which is you know most people have a lot of problem like you know with like trying to use up the scraps or like coming up with projects that you know that utilizes scraps so that was great and um and for a long time like I really wanted to create something like a like an art not an art piece but like something to hang on my wall and I overthink it like I know that I can you know change it anytime I want to right but yeah I think like in my mind, it's like, it has to be perfect. And um, it's like, it needs to be the one. So um, right. 
yeah like having seeing that makes me happy and it's so inspiring because like it has all the different colors and I'm like and when I sit at my desk I'm like okay what do I want to make next or when I'm designing I'm like oh I could use this color or how does it actually look like in person because it is quite different when you look at like swatches on online or digitally yeah Um, yeah yeah that's awesome yeah I love like I love having pieces around that. I'm like, oh my gosh, that was really tricky or just, yeah, that, that sense of accomplishment with something and then getting to look at it all the time is kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, cause I feel it's so important, like, you know, especially as as a designer, like you kind of want to create a space where you feel inspired to create or like, you know, to, to sit down and design something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah so I like I need that visual like sort of simulation and inspiration to get me going <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah for sure yeah. I definitely feel that way like going to my parents house to work you know so we work out of my mom's my mom and dad's house but just like once I'm in that studio I'm like oh I'm so energized mm-hmm. I want to do all the things I want to sew all the things I want to quilt all the things and yes so it's just nice yeah. to have that. So that's cool that you were able to create that for yourself with one of your patterns. And it is, it's crazy to me, like, and this is kind of side tangent, but related still, it's crazy to me how differently colors show up online versus in person. Cause you, mm-hmm. and, and so much fabric buying happens online now that it's just yeah. so hard because you, you might think you're getting something that you're just, it's not the same. And, and I think they're doing better with making sure that colors represent Mm -hmm. what the fabric actually looks like, but yeah, I'm with you. I like having a big selection of colors in person and being able to see like, what does that look like in certain light or what does it look like next to other colors? And yeah. And I recently enrolled myself into the new school, like the Parsons, like um, design school for like color theory. Mm -hmm. And it was really interesting to learn that, you know, colors, you know, when you put it side by side, they look, they can look quite different as well. So like, maybe if it's like, say, you know, like you put like a fluorescent yellow next to like a purple, like mm-hmm. purple could look quite different with it was put against something that was green, even though it's the same color purple. Um, so yeah. like, even like, I also like personal experience as well. Like I ordered some Kona cottons and, um, yeah, like it turned out to be really different in person when I was like placed with something else. Um, and my Kona color swatches, like I haven't cut them up into small bits as well. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, like getting that that package home, I was like, crap, like I need to reorder this. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't sew with this color. <laughs> yeah, like, this just isn't it. Like, this, this is not it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And that's frustrating too. Cause then you're like, great. Now I have to go on a hunt for something yes. different. And you're not even sure if that's going to work out. It's just like such a yeah. gamble. And then it's like, I, cause I do all my like fabric shopping is all done online as well. So like, mm-hmm. it's like, great. Like I need to pay for postage again. And it's like, damn it. Like I need to wait for half a week for this to come. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, I really needed that today. <laughs> yeah. It's like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I was going to ask you, do you do you shop for fabric in the city or yeah, but you said you, you order online. Yeah, so. I order all online. Um, there, I mean, there is a store in the city actually, but I'm kind of lazy to buy a apartment, <laughs> even though it's like a 15 minute train ride. Um, but yeah. And maybe, you know, I think as far as like shopping goes online is probably more cost effective ultimately just because you don't have the overhead of having a, a shop if you can if you have space to have those fabrics mm-hmm. in your home and if you only carry a certain amount of things like that's probably a more efficient way for a lot of people to do it too yeah definitely. there's way more online platforms to sell things now too yeah and you can kind of almost cast a wider net like you're not just limited to people that shop with you locally as well um yeah yeah or like you know I'm sure like if someone wanted something really like specific that like you know you couldn't find it anywhere else but just your store I mean that's pretty freaking awesome <laughs> right yeah like have that little exclusive angle but yeah yeah 
I think shopping in person is fun and I like the experience, but I think just how things are now, like shopping online has just become so much more convenient, but also like you said, it casts a wider net. So then you have access to more things that maybe you wouldn't have access to locally. So do you, I mean, do you foresee yourself continuing to write patterns and books and be in quilting for the rest of your working days or what, where do you see your future going in quilting? Great question. Yeah, no, I I definitely foresee that for sure. Um, And like part of the reason why, you know, I continue to like pursue this creative pathway is so that, you know, it does make it easier for like our family uh, when, you know, when the, when the time comes, you know, like when we have like decide to make our own little little babies um, human yeah. babies. um it just makes it easier it gives me more flexibility for sure um but in terms of like what else happens beyond that I mean it really it's really dependent um you know who knows we might end up moving back to Australia or Hong Kong and that would completely change um the sort of business like the overarching business strategy um mm-hmm. you know, that's something that we think about every now and then but I don't I don't think so like anytime soon but definitely like would continue like writing patterns and of course like if the opportunity to write more books come along absolutely I, I'm, I'm in for the ride yeah that's good that's good to know because I think sometimes people can just get burnt out and they disappear and you're like where'd you go <laughs> yeah I mean it yeah it can be quite scary I mean especially like you know with I mean, I guess you could, you are your own boss, but at the same time, like, mm-hmm. you know, the, the thought of like, you know, when am I going to get money again? How else am I going to, where was my next revenue stream? Like, of course, like that gets pretty stressful for sure. Um, yeah. And yeah, I, 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 can, I can definitely envision that, you know, that feeling of burnt out because every now and then I do feel like really exhausted and like being a business owner, like it's, it's so hard to switch off like Mm -hmm. you know like even on the weekends like even Mm -hmm. though I am the weekend (laughs) my husband's like uh are you sure you're still the weekend more the weekend quarter but um yeah like I still yeah like I like I still continue working like I would say like I actually work more hours than my corporate job but it's something that I enjoy more and and I feel like it's more rewarding yeah It's your choice. It's not someone else telling you what to do. And there's, and I think there is pressure because I'm the same. I mean, you know, we've got messages coming in from potential clients or current clients and it's like nine o'clock on the Saturday night and I'm answering them. And then I'm like, wait, I need time boundaries, Yeah, (laughs) which is hard because when you're the one that is running your business, then you have to be the one to, to do everything. But I think, yeah, that's, it's tricky, but you get yeah. to dictate that part too. So yeah. And definitely last year, like going back home to like Hong Kong and Australia, that really forced me to actually take time off. Like I still worked a little bit, but um because we were seeing friends and family and like it was like back to back, like <laughs> social events, it's kind of like, okay, well. I, I just couldn't I couldn't work and I was just too tired so I was like okay screw it you know what I'm just gonna park this aside like whoever whoever needs this is gonna wait mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like how important is it um and that really definitely um poses a question you know when I was coming from like corporate to you know doing this creative thing myself like when I was working corporate like I would reply to someone's email like in five minutes or 10 minutes and if I don't then I like I'm like oh my god like mm-hmm. um like you know like it's gonna like screw up the timelines I used to because I did project managing so like right. and there's like <laughs> multiple jobs at a time so like it's like yeah. crazy so mm-hmm. yeah um yeah it's definitely I think, yeah, this has kind of allowed me to sort of, you know, work at my own pace, which is much better for sure. Yeah. 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 The demands can be a lot, but they're different. And Mm -hmm. I mean, you get to decide you, you can wait, you can wait for my response and it's (laughs) going to be okay. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I do everything in my business and I just feel like 
you know, I do need help, but then I'm also really terrified of letting go because mm-hmm. you know that it's, you want it done in a certain way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I also had that problem as well when I was in corporate as well. It, yeah. It was really hard for me to let go. And that was one of the things that kept coming back on my reviews, like, you need to delegate more. <laughs> like, do I? Really? <laughs> do I want to sick bit off to fix their work again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was in, you know, and having a classroom was like that too. I just, I didn't really, parents would want to come volunteer and there were a few I trusted. And so I'd let them come in, but it was just really rare for me to let other people in Mm -hmm. because I'm like, no, I've curated this space to be what I want it to be. And I want things to look and be a certain way. And I want things to flow a certain way and inserting another human being with their own ideas is just really hard. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) exactly yeah but that's Mm. I think there's just so many cool benefits you know like you're saying the flexibility and you have you'll have that flexibility when you decide to change change up your life of you know maybe having kids or maybe moving or whatever but the flexibility is that you get to decide how that works in your life and how it fits and you're not just like at the mercy of someone else so Yeah, because like I definitely don't feel like guilty. Like if I if anything happened, like truffle my dog, which is basically like a human child. Like there's been a couple of times where she actually got sick, and I'm like, I don't feel guilty about taking a whole day off to just take care of her or take her to the vet, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just can't imagine what it'd be like, you know, as a you know working for someone, and then like I've I've definitely you know seen that happen and like kudos to mums and dads that you know that work full-time and then have like a whole family and right yeah all that so yeah that's tricky for sure so you have a new book coming out and so tell us about that I'm super excited (laughs) so yeah some really exciting news I've been working on a new quilting book um it's actually it doesn't feel new but it is new because I've been working on it for the last 22 I counted last yesterday but I've been working on it for 22 months oh my Um, gosh yeah from like signing the dotted line to have book in hand um but yeah no so I'm releasing my second book with the quilted home handbook um and that's actually coming out tomorrow so Ah! (laughs) I'm like really excited and really really nervous as well um I guess it's kind of like you know the you know when you're first releasing a new pattern and then you're really excited but then you're really nervous about like people's reactions and their feedback and that's that's how I'm feeling right now but like 10 times worse because it's an actual book because yeah. it's, like, it's like it's printed you, but it's, it's not digital where you can like go back and make any changes and whatnot yeah um but yeah no the second book was really inspired by our 18th month home renovation mm-hmm. and for like a good 12 months of that you know the 18 month period we lived in a construction zone. and it didn't help because like for four months like you know COVID happened the lockdown and Mm -hmm. um they they couldn't do any further work onto you know on the renovation so yeah we were living out of our bedroom for 12 months (laughs) it was kind of crazy it was pretty crazy so like um so like my desk was basically the heart and center of our home so like I would work there and actually was working on my first book at the time Oh my gosh. Like sewing the samples for the first book, writing, writing for the first book, and like um what else? Like would have dinner. So like I would have to move all my like sewing, would have dinner, would watch TV on a laptop. So we didn't even have a couch. Oh my um, gosh. It was it was crazy. And then there's like boxes around us for sure. And yeah, it was a crazy time. So like of course, like my mind would kind of like go off to this like this future like us like what would my apartment what would our apartment look like when it's mm-hmm. all done and you know I really wanted to create a space where like obviously like feel inspired to create and design but also like we're such home bodies and like COVID made it like e- us even more home bodies and mm-hmm. I really wanted to a place of comfort and like just a place to really relax and I just want to like you know feel like I want to stay at home all the time Mm-hmm. Um, and because of that, then, you know, like typical quilter and designer where you're like, so what kind of quality makes, what kind of things I can decorate my home with like right. things I've made, right? So yeah. that's where, that's where really like a lot of the projects kind of came from mm-hmm. or like the whole, like the general idea of um, the quilted home handbook. 
Um, so in addition to like regular, you know, just quilts that, you know, you see on your bed or your couch, or like, um, this book also has instructions on how to make, um, other items for your home, like, you know, throw cushions or maybe a sleeping eye mask for like a nap time or mm-hmm. by your bed bedside, um, or maybe like coasters, placemats and like table runners. And a lot of, there's a front part like a new chapter in the beginning of the book where it takes readers through how to convert some of those projects you know like the wall uh, cushions or like the quilts into like wall hangings as well so you're not just stuck with just the one thing so it gives you that flexibility um to do whatever with it yeah oh I love that yeah and like there's like one particular like uh throw cushion that's like pretty big um, so like you could use it on the floor, like put it on the floor, sit on it. So if you have a, like a lot of guests over, yeah. um, you don't have enough room on your couch, like or you don't have enough chairs, like you could, you could use that to sit on it and, or like you could use that as like, um, your dog can sleep on it or your cat, whatever. So, yeah. um, yeah, I really want to just give people like that sort of, um, flexibility to be able to create what's, what's suited for their home and, um like sort of the instructions are really kind of like a base for them to get started um yeah, yeah. and sorry it's like my track <laughs> you can't hear anything right okay no okay cool cool so yeah all up there's um over 10 10 patterns if you include you know converting them into wall hangings as well okay yeah. That's and so then cool. yeah it's it's really cool and I guess like what's different about this book compared with the first book is um the projects look more cohesive so I felt like I had more time to really think about like you know how would they look together if you know because you're not gonna you're not gonna buy a book where you could just really create one design right you want to be able to create more than one design so I want and it's you know things for your home so you want to kind of make things look cohesive so um that's you know why I took a little bit longer to make sure that you know everything looks kind of like the same um uh also like the color inspirations as well so I had that in the first book Mm -hmm. um and then kind of reflecting on it and looking at it I was like oh everything looks like mishmashy and like you know I I only like put those together because I thought they looked cool together um but this time around I've kind of thought more about like okay well what sort of colors would people use in their home so it kind of like came up with three main color stories so the first one is more like neutral colors Mm -hmm. um so like you know and then the second one is more like warm and bright colors so like more of your yellows your pinks like Mm -hmm. um maybe like a pop of like pickle green from Kona or like something like fluorescent yellow like you know acid lime or something so something a bit fun and then there's um the third color story which is like dark and moody which is more of a masculine sort of color palette so your blues your browns your blacks um so I guess it's you know a bit of everything for everyone um I don't anticipate that everyone would make it the same exactly the same as what the book suggests but it's just something to get people inspired and you know yeah stepping sort of stepping stone I guess yeah what is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah just like start their creative wheels if they see colors that speak to them or kind of fill their aesthetic niche then it's like okay I can if I just this here or that there then that would fit my aesthetic and just giving them a jumping off point I think is nice yeah, yeah. and then in addition to all of that which is I guess where the title like handbook comes from is like the first half of the book provides tips on styling ideas and how to um, integrate those quilted touches into your home Mm -hmm. Um, and then step-by-step instructions on how to assemble the quilt from you know start to finish um, and then different quilting finishes so um, like maybe like gridded quilting or like you can do grid quilting with like diagonal lines or just something to get people started and going uh, on that perspective and then of course how to prepare a quilt and to become a wall hanging and bias binding because there is a there is one project that requires bias binding which is Hmm. the um the sleeping eye mask because it has like the curved edges um but yeah so so that's 
it, it's a big hefty book it's like an extra 100 pages oh my gosh last book and um we actually and another like reason why like it took so long for this particular book um to come out versus the first book is because I actually wrote a lot <laughs> and then we had to cut back on a lot of the content um we actually I actually originally had another three patterns that were in the, the book but okay. we just we just didn't have enough space so um and of course like we didn't want to pass like it was getting pretty hefty and of course like we didn't want to pass that cost on back onto the the reader as well like why would they justify paying like x amount of money um so yeah that's that's why we had to cut back a lot and by cutting you know we had to rearrange all the pages again and that took time and etc sure. so yeah yeah it's it's been it's been a long long one but well worth it <laughs> I'm so excited I think well and I love that concept that like they're styling ideas it's not just a book of patterns but it's like it's a style like you said, handbook, it's a guidebook on how to aesthetically enhance your home using quilted items. Cause I think it's crazy to me. I mean, I guess not, but just that still even today with social media and with the presence of everything everywhere all the time that people are still stuck in the concept that quilting is, you know, granny calicos, browns yes. and reds and and there definitely is still that there's definitely is still space for that. And, you know, lines, Kim deal quilts are like that and Henry glass, like they're, that's kind of their specialty is that niche, but you know, it doesn't have to be that. And so I love when there's modern, you know, modern aesthetics and modern color palettes and just like people showing how you could curate your home with these handcrafted items. It doesn't have to always be like old lady cabin <laughs> yeah. and I feel like it's definitely like a hunger for it for sure because like you know yeah. I, I walk into like West Elm or Crate and Barrel and like I those are the places that I also go and find inspiration from mm -hmm. and like a lot of the time like there's just a lot of like bold geometric shapes that can also be like generated by quilting so like if, yeah. I, if I can buy something from there with that like why can't I make that too right um with quilting and you know give it my own flair or maybe like mix in some actually quilting techniques or maybe some traditional quilt blocks that have a modern flair to it or maybe a modern palette so um yeah. that's again like another place of inspiration for the book as well yeah yeah that's yeah. so fun I'm really I'm really looking forward to it so yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to get my hands on it because yeah. I'm really I'm just so happy for you and that's oh, it's thanks. so exciting and yeah like you're saying it's fun to go get inspiration but like do you want to spend a hundred dollars on a throw pillow or do you want to make it for like 30 and have your personal style into it instead of coming out of a store that anybody can buy you know yeah, and it feels more rewarding when you have done it yourself and like, you know, someone comes over and they'll be like, wow, like, did you, like, this looks really nice. And you can say like, I made that. And like the ability to say that I made that makes it even more rewarding. And it's just so cool to be able to say that, yes, I did that. Yes. Um, and it's yes. awesome because you're able to then, you know, create it in the way that you want it and the way that you want to present it but also like the different colors as well because if yeah. you go to West Elm or Crane Barrel like you don't get to choose those colors yourself <laughs> right it's like I guess I'm stuck with these three but yeah. you know I wish this one was different well if you make it yourself then you can change those things and coming you know coming at my home my life my home is a quilted space I mean we rent out our master bedroom and bathroom as an Airbnb and it's the cozy quilt house like that's how you can find it yeah. on on you know Airbnb's app and like there's quilts everywhere and you know. so now I like want to go and stay at your place <laughs> you can come anytime seriously like I, I tell everybody this I'm like if you've been on my show you can stay at my house for free <laughs> It's like, I want to like roll in quilts. <laughs> I seriously, like every time I make a new one, I'm like, okay, where is this going to go now? Because I'm running out of spaces to keep them, but you, I keep making them. Do you sell your quilts to guests? 
uh no you should um throwing it out there but you should totally do that I'm sure like if guests give like people the option like if you like this you can buy this <laughs> yeah I've thought about it but I think so far the quilts I've made and that are in our home are ones that I love deeply yeah. <laughs> so I don't I think it's so that I'd be willing <laughs> it's so hard to part with it like mm-hmm. for the first book I created I think 32 quilts oh my gosh like there's no way that I can keep all of this like I want to but I can't because I like I live in an apartment I physically can't plus like I'm gonna be like I'm creating more quilts in the background for like other samples for like collaborations my own store like Mm -hmm. like my own like quilt pattern so like there's no way that I can keep that um and it's tricky because you do want to sell it but then at the same time like it's hard to sell it because I don't think the majority of people don't justify like like you you kind of feel like how much do I charge you Mm -hmm. trying to like charge you an arm and a leg but at the same time like I had spent all this time and this money on this so yeah like that's why I kind of end up choosing not to sell it unless people reach out me like hey are you selling it then I'll I'll tell them yeah um yeah and nobody's ever asked so I don't they they ask oh you make these because that's the other thing is they're like wait you made all these and I'm like yes yes (laughs) (laughs) and that's me when they say that did you make all these and they do like that knitting gesture you're like you quilt I'm like no no (laughs) but I quilt yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) pushing fabric through a sewing machine is a lot different than knitting or you know even crochet it's like I do crochet too and that's another thing like oh did you knit this I'm like no I did not (laughs) be a brat (laughs) get a ride my husband's always like what are you knitting and I'm like oh get out of here because he knows it drives me crazy but yes no nobody's ever asked so I guess I just had one more question because it's just been burning a hole in my head since I thought and um so you have the moniker the weekend quilter and we've kind of touched on it here and there but is that still kind of the vibe you try to hold on to in your pattern writing of just like hey these are you know simple casual things you can complete in a weekend or you know is that still something you hold on to yeah so it was never like with the designs that I create like it was never really like oh it's designed for like to be completed within a weekend um But yeah, like to your question, like I feel like everyone is a weekend quilter, like regardless of, you know, what is the sort of work status, right? Like, you know, whether they're retired or they're like studying part-time, full-time, working full-time or part-time or they're a stay-at-home mom or dad, like like everyone is a weekend quilter because they'll find time throughout like the week to, you know, to, to quilt and do something. And personally yes okay like I'm with quilts operating with quilts like 24 7 but there is still like the element of like you know projects for my own personal use like what I want personally like for example like I want to make a quilt jacket like Mm -hmm. I'm not against any like like I'm not working against any sort of like time frame for that you know so like those projects that are not work related like gets me going and I still continue to share on my Instagram because it's still my work and I do hope that that would inspire people to try it out as well and quilt jackets are a lot of fun yeah Um, yeah Yeah. that's so so cool yeah I just was like I wonder if this is like I don't know I just <laughs> yeah, no, a lot of people do like wonder like is this a full-time thing because because of the name um yes it is a full-time thing now um when it first started it wasn't <laughs> but yeah. but yeah I feel like many people are on that same boat where like they yeah. do have busy lives and you know quilting is their creative outlet and they then they make the time and effort during the week to create then it doesn't have to be on a weekend your weekend might be on a Tuesday and Wednesday depending on what you do yeah exactly no I love that though because you're right like it is something that even if it is you know yeah your full-time thing like I think it's easy to 
to get lost in, in the day to day, but if you have that little thing that you set aside for yourself to do on the side of that and whatever your weekend looks like, you know, yeah. Yeah, I, and I've been dabbling more in like garment making lately as well, which is mm. really nice, especially like during the summer. Um, I've been doing that. I didn't really share too much of it, um, but yeah, like it's it's been great. And you know, to be able to wear it out or like you go on vacation, you're like, I've got the outfit, you know, and people yeah. say like, oh, it looks nice. And you can say I made it. Yeah. Same with the quilted touches around your home, you know. I made it. <laughs> yeah, I made that. Yeah, it's yeah. it is. I think it's funny because I think so many people, you know, in probably like the 40s and 50s like they would make a lot of things because they couldn't really afford clothing and and it was almost embarrassing to be like, "Yeah, I made this." Like mm-hmm. or if if somebody asked, "Did you make that?" then it was like, "Oh my gosh, did I do tuck a seam wrong or did I do, you know, it's like almost embarrassing." But now if somebody's like, "Did you make that?" and you're like, "Yes, I did." Yeah. You know, it's more so of a cool. point of pride. <laughs> and I think that comes from just the how consumerist our society has become mm-hmm. that now making things on your own has flipped on its head and now it's like really cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm here for it. I love it. I I grew up in a home of, you know, my mom making stuff all the time, sewing, cooking, whatever it was, like homemade all the things. And so it's just always been in in my my blood really. And so it's just it's fun that this gets to be a space where I can talk about it and find other people who, who live that lifestyle too, and, and want to perpetuate it. Cause I'm with you. Like, I want to inspire the next generation. I want to get people in, like, it doesn't have to be hard or scary and, you know, you can make simple things and they're beautiful and that's great. Just get your foot in the door. It's a dangerous door to put your foot in because it's it's a snowball snowballs from there and you have like a whole closet of fabrics or yarn or whatever (laughs) that's true all right well thank you so much for joining me today and I am so excited for your new book and I just hope everybody goes and gets a copy because that's so exciting for you and I know 22 months in the making yeah right like more than a baby yeah I was gonna say lots of babies yeah. could have had like three kids by now yeah I know but yeah I, th- I think that, that sounds like something that my in-laws my parents would say right or like no thank you yeah no 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 no, no yet and not even three yeah. Yeah. Um, Yes. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It was great chatting about it and being able to share it with your listeners. Yeah. Can't wait to see people's projects that they make from your book. And so I'll be following hashtags and whatnot because I love seeing what other people make. Yes. And you can follow the um, the official book hashtag for like inspiration and just works by other people. Um, It's called hashtag quilted home handbook. Perfect. Or you could also check out um, hashtag urban quilting book for um, inspirations and other like different color palettes that people come up with um, from that first book as well. Perfect. Okay. We'll put those in the um, show description below so people can follow those. And um, other than your Instagram, where else can people find you online? Uh, you can find me at the dot weekend quilter on Pinterest and on Facebook as well. And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I'll put those down there and make sure people follow you. But otherwise, the Quilted Home Handbook comes out January 24th. So go get yourself a copy. Thank you. Bye. Bye.